Okay. Uh, hey, Josh. How are you? I am doing great. How are you doing, Trey? I'm doing good. Uh, can you tell me your full name? Joshua Silverman. Joshua Silverman. Do you have a middle name? David. Really? Not a picture for David. Um, where'd you all ride today? We rode from Walkerton to Urbana. We did a metric. Hence. Okay. Um, I heard y'all went and stopped somewhere to eat or something? Yeah, we stopped at Urbana Seafood. We sat uh, right on the water. Is it... Was that where we stopped last time? No, nah, last time we went to, I forget the name of the place, but it was... Portside. Ports, that's it. Okay. Uh, no, this was a different place, a little bit more casual, uh, but very nice, uh, right on the water, okay. beautiful boats coming in, it was pretty. Were there many people there? Uh, fortunately, when we got there, no, but people okay. came in shortly after, so we got there at just the right time. Okay, all right. Um, I missed out... Uh, I had something else to do this morning, so I've kind of missed some of the weekend rides. Um, also, trying to figure out what to do with the, the house stuff, so this has kind of occupied my weekends. I get, I get it. You missed a good ride. It was definitely the warmest ride of the year. Really? A little windy, particularly on the way back. We kind of fought the wind, but it was nice. Yeah, it's it's been it's been windy uh, the last couple of days. It got windy on the... Um, my last outdoor ride was the Yawn at Dawn, uh-huh. and it got windy on the way. We had a tailwind. I didn't know it was a tailwind getting there, but on the way back, it got windy. I was like, maybe I won't ride outdoors. <laughs> um, so you are uh, the president of Rabba? I am. How is the sense? Is it effective this year? Yeah, January 1 till December 31st. And VP last year. And VP last year. Okay. And weekly ride leader the year before. Okay. And then peon prior to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, how long have you been a member, rather? Which stands for Richmond Area Bicycling Association. I've been yeah. a member, I think it's six years now. Really? Yeah, just about six years. So how, what, what made you join, rather? Like, how'd that start? So it started with really around the time I turned 40. So maybe, maybe it was seven years, six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I had spent about 20 years as a couch potato and with some good metabolism, I didn't pay any price for it. I ate what I wanted. I drank what I wanted. I didn't gain any weight. And then I turned 40 and that ended. (laughs) So I decided I better start exercising. Okay. And I don't have a good track record with that. Okay. I go to the gym for a few months and then it ended. Mm -hmm. And that's happened numerous times. Okay. Uh, so my wife bought me a bicycle. Okay. It was a hybrid bike because I had no interest in being like hunched over in a pace line. And that didn't last real long because pretty soon I'm get on a road bike and, but I did grab new rider ride is what it was. Okay. And so I did that ride and just had, had an absolutely great time oh. and it's, it's addictive and I'm an addict. Yeah, yeah. So, so the the hybrid. Did you tell her you wanted to get into an activity, and she picked the hybrid to get for you, or did like how like how come it ended up being a hybrid as opposed to like a mountain bike or something like that? Uh, so I went. We went to REI, mm-hmm. and I didn't know anything about what I was doing or what I was looking for. And of course, they asked me, "What are you going to be doing, and what are you going to be looking for?" Mm-hmm. And the honest answer was, I just wanted to get outside and get a little bit of exercise. It okay. wasn't this goal of biking a hundred miles or riding with a group or at a pace line. I just wanted kind of an all all around bike that I could just go out and enjoy. And uh, 
they probably appointed me to the right guy based on what mm-hmm. I told them. Yep. And I never believed all these people spending more money that it could really make any difference to mm-hmm. buy a road bike or a lighter bike. And then one day I was out riding with a friend who had a high-end track that had been in, mm-hmm. in the house for years. And mm-hmm. when I got into riding, he got it tuned up. The guy was overweight. He hadn't done any exercise. Mm-hmm. And he is going biking in circles around me, and it ticked me off. Because I had been working out. And so I borrowed some... Another friend of mine had an extra road bike. I okay. borrowed it. It kind of blew my mind at how much faster and easier. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon I was bike shopping again. Okay. Um, and what was the first one? What was the first road bike? Uh, the first road bike is a Trek Madone. Okay. Which is now uh, in the guest bedroom attached to a trainer. Uh, okay. I think you may have helped me set up that trainer. Uh, you... you yeah. Yeah, that's right. Wait, no. no you, you've got uh, the Scott's trainer? Actually, Susan Craver's okay. trainer. So you helped me set up the first one. Right, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. I think I I knew what I was doing at that point to put okay. on the new one. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so uh, remember I was six or seven years? Six or seven years right now? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um, so, so you weren't doing anything. You were couch potato before him? I was. Uh, I mean, we... We do family activity. I mean, we basically, yes. I mean, I would, you know, if we wanted to go hiking as a family, I could go hiking. I could go skiing. But in terms of regular exercise, yeah. none. I okay. mean, I mean, okay. I basically would go to work. I'd come home and mm-hmm. I'd play with the kid. I'd drink a beer. I'd eat whatever I wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. I wasn't gaining weight. And, uh, and then I turned 40 and I, the scale... Kept rising, and <laughs> it was getting closer to a number that, put it this way, it was a different century number. Okay. <laughs> and, and it was going to, re- I knew I was going to be really mad at myself if I crossed that number. Okay. But that was just something that wasn't going to go over well with me. Okay. And... So you've made some right, changes. And right now I'm about 25 pounds below that number that I was so afraid of. So oh, That's good. You've got plenty of room to eat your way there. Uh, and I'm, I'm working at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So now do you, so you were, uh, you set the goal of like losing some weight. Well, you know, doing something healthy, right? Right. So, that's basically it. I wanted to do something healthy. Now, how do you, if you remember how you felt when you turned 40 and yeah. how do you feel now? Like, do you feel the difference? I so do. Okay. I mean, it just, if I feel so much better. Okay. And yeah, as you know, with Rabba, we bike with a lot of the folks we ride with are a lot older, mm-hmm. and I just find it inspiring riding with you know folks in their seventies that are still doing yeah you know fifty sometimes a hundred miles yeah I mean it's great what they're doing for them but it also kind of in my mind makes me think I got a lot of years ahead of me yes yeah and maybe some good years ahead of me yeah um, I didn't think a lot about retirement. Um, you know, what that would look like, what's going to happen. But when I started biking, got a ways to get to retirement, I was like, oh, I, I have a thing to look look forward to. Like, you know, retirement might not be that bad. I've got yeah. things to do, you know, if I'm physically able to still, you know. Um, so I, I, I wanted to know if you felt a difference, if you just like, oh, I feel exactly the same. I'm just lighter, you know, like. Yeah, um, I, I really do feel, A, I feel, pro- I feel good about myself that I'm able to do what I can do. Okay. I mean, to be able to, 
My first bike ride, I remember when I got the hybrid, I think I biked three miles. And I was really proud of myself right, for it, yeah, too. It's an accomplishment. And today, I would never go bike three miles. Right. That's just, I mean, that, it's we'll a... put on the kit for that, yeah. It, 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 it's a why bother. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, and we've done many of them together. But yeah. now I can go out and do a century ride without any train, yeah. any special training. I'm just ready for it. And it feels neat doing it. It does. It does feel good. I I was about at the same place myself where, I, I, I wasn't. I'm pretty close to a couch potato at the time. A couch yeah. potato. So like you know, I I noticed the difference as well, and I and I'm interested in finding other people, you know, because yeah. uh, some of us, some of the bikers have been doing it for like forty years. They've oh, yeah. always been biking. Like and right. some of us, like we started two years ago. Like, mm-hmm. It's still new. Um. So that, so that's part of all this. Like just understand what yeah. that, um, how that's that's different. How that changed for everybody. Um. So you've gotten fitter, but why the hundred mile rides? Like why? Because you could get fitter and just do forty mile rides every couple. Like why the the really long rides that we do? I think it's a couple things. I mean, okay. you're absolutely right on the physical side. Yeah. There's also a mental health side to it, and I'm not talking like psycho sort of stuff, but <laughs> oh, I, I can just tell you on these long rides where. You, know, you can't check your phone to check your work emails right. and responding to business texts and all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it really clears my head. Okay. And then I love the social side of it. I'm not sure I'd be out doing a 100-mile ride by myself. It's a little uh, more challenging, yeah. Yeah, I know you've done it, but I haven't. Uh, I don't know. I've probably... It's worth probably. trying. It's worth trying just to set the uh, solo. I'm not saying you, you yeah. need to or have to, but it's... it's, it's yeah, it's I don't special. think I've ridden more than 50 miles by myself. Really? But it's, okay. I, I love the social side of it. It true. I, mm-hmm. I've never finished a ride in a bad mood. Yeah. I, uh, that is a benefit that I didn't think about when I started riding. Yeah. I didn't, didn't think about how much I would... Maybe it's programming. Like it just it feels good to get on a bike. Like yeah. I just I've ridden a bike around the parking lot a couple of times and got back and was like, oh, that feel, I feel much better. Um, oh yeah. So that I understand. Um, so I yeah. When did, it's like, why do you keep doing it? Um, so on those long rides, um, let's say you're doing a fifty mile ride. What's the what's the plan? Like, what do you take with you on like a fifty mile ride? What do I take? First, I'm not real. I don't know. Can I say anal? Uh, yes. All right. Uh, you know, some people I know they've got to have very specific foods. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't believe that stuff makes much of a difference. Um, I know you're shaking your head. I'm just, you're, you're, yeah, I'm just imagine, like, imagine worst case scenario, you take bacon with you, right? That's probably not the best rest that I will tell tasty. you, I, I've had hamburgers on rides. I've had fried chicken. I remember the ch- fried chicken. Yes, I well, we stopped at a gas station, and I just read in the paper a list of, like, gas stations you need to eat at. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this place had their fried chicken. All I, I bought one chicken leg for, like, a dollar, and I tell you, it was good. Uh, I don't want to ever get hungry on a ride. When mm-hmm. I get hungry, it does not work well. So I usually carry some granola bars with me. Okay. Um, always want to make sure I've got more water than I need. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'll use... You know, scratch or Powerade or something mm-hmm. like that. I think the key is you just got to stay hydrated and nourished. I, I, at least for me and my body, I'm mm-hmm. not convinced it makes much of a difference what I put in me. Um, 
But I mean, I know plenty of people that they'll do these supported rides and they're not going to eat any of the food provided because it's got to be specific stuff. And hey, whatever works for them. For me, I go to go to Costco. Mm -hmm. I buy one of these 50 packs of granola bars. And I usually make sure I carry at least two of them on a ride. Mm -hmm. And you know, that, two water bottles, and then some tools in case any have any mechanical problems along the way. Um, uh, do you still use a camelback sometimes? Not often. I've just okay. found it doesn't feel good on my back and my neck, just okay. being weighted down. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I, um, I take Cliff Bar, mm-hmm. and I found that that is a happy medium, a peanut butter Cliff Bar, um, which I have on top of the fridge. Um, because it's not so tasty that I'm going to devour it immediately, but not so terrible that I won't eat it. You know what works really well in my mind on a, on a long ride? Mm-hmm. Very simple, a peanut butter and jelly it sandwich. It does. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, those are great. If I see them at a rest stop, I'll get, a, yeah. I'll get the, the peanut butter. Yeah, the trick is not tur- smushing it into mush. <laughs> but if it, that usually requires a, carrying some sort of a backpack, a strap, yeah. a string sack or something, but... I tell you, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich can do wonders for you. That is that is great, um, and which makes me wonder, like we talk about things being smushed, and how people are able to to have a banana survive in their back pocket. I'll see people <laughs> ride, pull the banana like intact, and like, what kind of ride did you do? Um, but you didn't have the thing smushed. I have done that. The key is you don't want it, but so right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so. Uh, you do your rides. Uh, you know you're in a lot. Um, how do you like keep track of like all your rides? You're using. I know you're on Strava, right? And that's the, so. Uh, I've got my Garmin. Mm-hmm. It automatically uploads, or at least when it's working, it automatically uploads to several programs. And this may be. I'm a little bit more anal with. So, okay. I have it upload to map my ride and to Strava. Mm-hmm. It'll do both of them automatically. Yep. And then when I do my indoor rides, mm-hmm. that just uploads to Strava so I can figure out how many outdoor miles I have by looking at map my ride. I look ah, at Strava to figure out how yeah. many total rides I've done. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't do any of the social media side of yeah. map my ride. Okay. I mean, that's just for me to keep track of it. Okay. As okay. opposed to Strava, you know, I, I don't know, 100 people, 200 people can see what I've done. So... But that, that's what I do. Uh, the Garmin's pretty finicky. Mm-hmm. Some days it wants to upload. Some days it wants to fight with me. When did you get a bike computer? Because then you had a uh, 1,000, right? For a while? I had the 1,000. That thing was my nemesis. Um, <laughs> the, ba- the battery... The battery wouldn't last long enough for a lot of my rides, or maybe I was just too slow for the Garmin uh, mm-hmm. and didn't finish it on time. I think I got the Garmin pretty soon after I started doing the road cycling. So yeah, initially, okay. I just used my phone okay. on Map My Ride. Okay. And then probably within six months of riding, got, got I bought thing. a Garmin 1000. Okay. And I have since given that to my brother-in-law, and apparently it works great for him. <laughs> <laughs> I figured he might be really... I really had this feeling like he might hate me for having given that to right. him. But if it's it worked out. It, it works great for him. I know he uh, had some difficulties, I think, when he first got it. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's figured it out. I see him, see him riding out there. Yeah, which might suggest that the problem wasn't the garment. <laughs> <laughs> it 
to work itself out. Um, as you mentioned, your brother, how does it feel to have converted someone to the, to the religion? Like, how does that how does that feel, man? Uh, it's amazing that uh, his wife, my sister in law, is still talking to me <laughs> <laughs> because I gosh, you think I'm an addict? He is. He's going nuts with it. Oh, yeah, he he rides. I see him out there riding off. But it's great. It gives us something to do together. Yeah, and that I always enjoy. He's he's got a lot of juggling to do. Yeah, with because he's got two younger kids. Yeah. So yeah. we we usually when we ride together, we try to get up early so he can get back hopefully mm-hmm. before his wife is too upset with him for being out riding and help out with the kids. But yeah, it's great. I mean, he he loves it. He's ta- he's taking it to a level above where I've taken it to. Yeah. He's a, he's a bit more competitive than I am. But he he did not come from the couch. He was running or something, right? Yes. He was doing, yeah. Yes. Okay. It's always been so athletic. He, his his on ramp was a little shorter um, yes. to to getting fit. Um, now you mentioned the family. Um, now <laughs> your wife got you a hybrid, right? She yes. was Hoping you were going to ride around this hybrid and get a little bit, you know, maybe get a little healthier. Uh, I think she planned for you to be doing hundred mile bike rides on the weekend. No, she did not. And frankly, mm-hmm. I could I never imagined yeah. being able to do such a thing. Yeah. Um, which just tells you anybody can do it. That is true. Um, I um, I I when I meet people, uh, sometimes I'll meet not too many coworkers now, but my last job I would meet people because they saw me start riding, go from no riding to riding. Um, and you know, I talk about the people that so I mean, so many older people that we ride with. Yeah. Um, not that we're spring chickens, um, but um, you know, we know rides people who don't look like they're cyclists. Right? Yeah. You meet them and they don't, but they're still doing 20, 30, oh, 40 yeah. mile rides and um, yeah, longer. Yeah, um, and I try to I try to tell like, yeah, you can you can you can find out a way that it's like it can work for you. Yeah. Yes, you need a bike, um, but you can find a way that it can work for you. Um, you know, in a reasonable way. Yeah. Um, so. Um, how does that work with you and you want to do um, a hundred mile ride on the weekend and like you're, is there some negotiation with the wife is it like I'm gonna not be out this other time like or is it just she's like be healthy or do your thing she's I gotta give her credit she has been really good to me about the bike riding she knows how much I enjoy it mm-hmm. um, I try to get out relatively early so at yep. least she yeah, she can sleep in a little bit later, at least a couple hours of my riding. She's not even going to notice because she may still be asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sometimes there's a bit of negotiating because it takes up a lot of weekends, particularly this time of year where we've got the organized Absolutely. events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and so and I've tried to be conscious about it. Like I, I during the week I used to go out and do two nights of riding a week. I mm-hmm. cut that back to one, mm-hmm. although I just added another. Um, but that one's for a good cause. I'm gonna I'm doing I'm helping out with sportables. They ah, need okay. some volunteers. Okay. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's so right. I don't count that. That I think that's being a good example for my daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't count as going out for a bike ride. So. I, I would think the riding in general is being a good example for your daughter. I, I would think so. I, when I, um, I, so my dad ran a lot. He did a lot of activities. Um, and so um, I, I think about that when I think about other people riding and where they should ride yeah. and if they have kids and that, that, that example that it sets, it lowers the barrier for the kid to do sports or activities if the right. parent was already doing it. So um, thing to keep in mind, you know, you're setting a good example all around. Hopefully, um, yeah. Um, 
So there's some negotiation to, to get out on the, to the bike ride sometimes. Yeah, and it doesn't even feel like negotiations. I mean, she's just been really good about it. But, you know, if, and when other things come up, I try to understand. I do a lot of riding, and it can't always take precedence. Yep. I mean, one thing that we've done that really works well is we, we both have stressful jobs, so we mm-hmm. try to take some vacations. Yep. And when it's, when it's driving vacations, yep. I bring the bike. Because I am an early riser. Yeah. I mean, if I if it's six o'clock, I'm going to be awake. My wife and daughter think we're on vacation. We don't need to move until noon, mm-hmm. which would drive me nuts sitting around a hotel. So I get up. I don't bug them to get up. Yeah. I go out for a bike ride. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll bike 50 miles to another location with yeah. the idea of they'll catch up with me in the car. Nice. Um, Let's keep that one in mind. It, it works fairly well. Okay. Okay. Um, well, that's I'm I'm I was going to ask about that with the going on trips and taking yeah. the bike, that kind of thing. Um, I have not had to deal with the uh, relationship and take having to take a bike on trips, right. but um, I've definitely taken a couple non cycling vacations and took the bike along with me to, to sneak in. I went to Charlotte uh, a week or two ago and was like, uh-huh. I'm going to go a little early, and I took a bike ride around Charlotte, which was. Um, which was super cool. So, yeah. um, curious how you were incorporating that uh, into everything. Charlotte, um, Charlotte's a bit hilly, isn't it? It wasn't that. No, I didn't think it was hilly. It it was hard to get the layout because it wasn't direct, you know, uh, even streets and you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I got lost because I tried to cut my route short, and I couldn't stop my ride, and I couldn't set a new route and start my ride. So yeah. I got lost and had to keep looking at my map every uh-huh. couple miles. Um, to get back to the hotel, which I thankfully got back to. Um, so you've been doing all this riding, and then 2020 arrived, right? Right. Um, you know, COVID happened. Like, um, you know, we we couldn't gather. Um, so so how did um, you know the the shutdown and things like? How did COVID impact you know your cycling experience last year, particularly? So when COVID hit. In some very poor timing, I was in Spain. If you remember, that was kind of... Spain was one of the early country. You know, Spain and Italy were the two countries that got hit the worst in early on. So we were in Spain. We had... It was our daughter's spring break. I had a friend I wanted to visit there. And by the time we got back, everything was shut down. And I was supposed to go on quarantine. Mm-hmm. So I did solo rides while under quarantine. And the... I hated to uh, see what all my cycling friends were doing and feeling left out. Uh, and then Rabba actually shut down rides for a while as an organization. Mm-hmm. And what, But the science really was on the side of outdoor activities like cycling has a pretty low risk. And so I just kind of had my little, my little cycling family and mm-hmm. we just kind of did it, but just a small group. Um, and honestly, the cycling, I think, is what really got me through this past year. Yeah, having a safe outdoor activity helped a lot. I mean, I could have stayed home playing video games. But yes, I think for, for many of us, like, having that safe outdoor activity um, helped us a lot with tolerating that, that time. I, I really don't know what I would have done. I mean, it just it was a safe way to get out of the house, yeah. to do something that I love doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, initially, it was, if anything, it made cycling easier because there were no cars on the road oh that was great uh i started biking to my office yeah 
which I would otherwise never do because mm -hmm. the roads would just have too much traffic for my comfort level. But yeah. I would get up in the morning, mm -hmm. bike the 12, 15 miles to work, work all day, and bike the 12, 15 miles home. So, in many ways, COVID has been very good for cycling. I mean, go into a bike shop and try and find a bike or yeah, bike parts, yeah, and you've yeah. got a problem. Yeah. I just bought some expensive tires that were more expensive than I wanted to be, along with a chain that was more expensive than I wanted to be. And you're probably grateful you were able to find them. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I have them now. I mean, I'm willing to pay the price because I need new tires for it. So yeah. I'm Thunder Ridge. Um, get the <laughs> yeah. For that. Um, okay. Um, so, uh, but were you riding indoors beforehand? Before no. COVID? I was. Well, let me take that back. I had bought. When, pretty early into when I was cycling, yeah. I bought one of these fluid trainers. Okay. It wasn't a smart trainer, which frankly at the time, yeah. nobody had smart trainers. I think they existed, but they yeah. were they weren't insanely expensive. Yeah. And I absolutely hated the thing. Uh, mm -hmm. It was it was like going to, what going to the gym used to be for me mm. in terms yeah. of just... Mm -hmm. painful that I would have to force myself to do it. I tried every which way to make it interesting. Yeah. I would put it in front of a TV and watch television. I would put it, I would watch Netflix on it and mm -hmm. nothing took away from the fact that I was just spinning my wheels in the living room. Yeah. And it, that, and so Kevin now has the trainer, that trainer. Oh really? Uh, That's what he's on. Okay. Yes. He, he, Basically anything I have cycling related <laughs> that I that I did not like or decided <laughs> or moved on from, he got first dibs at it, and okay. so he he has that trainer and he's doing great with it. Okay, and yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. like the Garmin works for him, just not for me. Um, yeah. Um, so you did you done the the so the indoor riding? You've got a what do you have now? So now I got a Wahoo kicker. So I didn't use it. I just gave up on the trainer for years until yeah. until COVID. And then you introduced me to Zwift, which I think is really cool. My preference is still to be outside. Sure, sure. But if the weather is bad or I don't have time, yeah, uh, it's definitely a good alternative. And I love doing it, too. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm like, I think I... Because I like video games so much, I'm probably 60, 40. I'm like, I'll ride outdoors more than likely, but I'll ride indoors just as well. I mean, it's not as social for sure. Like, it's not as social, but, um, you know, but I, you know, I still get the, get the good burn, but, um, well, you, you've made it social by doing the, you know, doing the meetups and using discord. So we're able to, you know, chat as we're doing it. Yeah. I didn't think all that was going to happen. I did not think I was going to. To, to, to be what it has become, um, or at least what it is during the winter months. Uh, but no, at, um, uh, I, I enjoy it. I'm glad others have made it more useful because I know it's a few other people, same, same boat, who didn't use their, didn't ride indoors, who, um, who picked it up last year. Yeah. They, they didn't feel safe going outside and riding with groups, so they, mm -hmm. they picked it up or um, increased uh, their indoor riding. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Um, but uh, different question because indoor riding is exceptionally safe. There's no there's no chance of getting. Um, <laughs> it would be tough to get hurt indoors. I guess it could happen, but one guy fell. One one we were doing one ride, and one guy said he fell during the indoor ride. I can't remember who it was, 
But did yeah, the, he, did the whole trainer tip over? I don't or know. Did it just but pop off the trainer. I I don't know. But I remember we were talking to him, and then like I heard him cuss more than usual, and he's like he fell off the trainer. Yeah. I I don't. Maybe we were doing a really hard effort, and he chose to get off. But yeah. he said he he said he fell off his trainer, which is. A I've first. had some fears like of if I don't have the bike properly mounted on the trainer, mm-hmm. and then you're climbing a hill, you get up out of the saddle, and you hear it creaking, and you're uh. just toping it. You know, you don't pull it off of there. Now, I've had, you can wear yourself out and cramp up, but yeah. you're gonna have a hard time getting hurt on the. Maybe you could hurt your butt from sitting on it too long. My knees used to hurt because I didn't have my saddle at the right angle. I had yeah. to change my saddle from my um, outdoor position to a better in, one for yeah. indoor riding because there's you know moving around yeah. um, on that thing. At least not now because I don't have a rocker plate yet. Um, but uh, on your outdoor rides, because those are less safe, um, you've been in an accident or two, right? Yeah, it was in one memorable, or lucky I remember it. <laughs> I think we've, the, the location has been renamed Concussion Corner after oh, my accident. Wow, okay. Where was this, where was this one at? This was up in Hanover County, a little, okay. the calls these three hills, the three sisters, and this yeah. was the one in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, you, this one you go down it, you go down a hill so you can pick up some real speed, and you got a couple sharp turns. You got to slow down a little bit for you go mm-hmm. you go over a river and then you're going up a hill where it starts out it starts out pretty steep. Yeah, yeah. And usually you usually your momentum will kind of at least help you through the worst of it. Yeah. And. This other guy who I ride with frequently, he made the mistake of not shifting into the small, the small ring, and frankly, it's a hard hill to climb mm-hmm. under any circumstances, especially in the big ring. And so, when it's you're under, when you're when the drivetrain's under pressure, it may not want to shift. He couldn't shift. Mm-hmm. The guy behind him, who was also my next door neighbor at the time, mm-hmm. crashed into him. He goes down, and I was a little bit to the. I was a little bit on the outside where I thought it would be safer. Yeah. But he went down to the left, like right in front of me, yeah. and there was no way to avoid hitting him. And yeah. I, I went over his helmet. I was truly. I had a fraction of a second. I think I was. If I didn't turn, I would have hit his neck, which wouldn't have been a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I went for the helmet. <laughs> There was apparently there were some scratch marks I left on his helmet, but I went up in the air, and then I landed really hard on my elbow, and then my head smacked down pretty hard. And uh, I was pretty certain I shattered my elbow, but it was fine. I okay. mean, I just hit it hard. Really hard. Okay. But I finished the ride. After <laughs> I did walk up that hill. Though. Okay. Yeah. I would <laughs> yeah. Imagine. That that hill. I I wouldn't start mid hill. Yeah. Yeah. We decided we would just walk to the top of the hill. I was biking with a neurologist, which is always a good thing okay. if you're going to get a concussion. Solid to have him on on, on board there. Um. So, but everyone finished. Everyone we finished? all finished. A couple cut scrapes uh, after the ride. I gave the helmet a kiss and threw it yeah. in the trash can. Yeah. And went down and bought a new helmet that day. No. Did you feel any apprehension about that that particular hill, that area? Any like immediately after, you just like, yeah, it's nothing. Like you, oh, not like in any like, I don't wake up having nightmares okay. about it or anything like that. But oh, every time I go do that hill, I'm thinking about it. Okay, and then I'm just 
being particular, probably being more cautious than I would have been, which is a good thing. Yeah, I, I I believe I know the hill you're talking about there. The one of the this is the after coming blunt the the hill after coming from Blunt's Bridge, right? I mean, um, yeah, I think it's technically is Blunt. Oh, that's it's on Blunt's. It, yeah. It's on Blunt's Bridge. It's the one that goes over. I think that's the South Anna River. There's it goes over some little yeah, river. Yeah, it's a little little bridge that it goes over and then it turns to the right, super sharp um, up the hill. Yeah, yeah, I've I've gone down that the hill by the farms a few times and and been with some people that I didn't know who'd done it. I'm like, hey, there's a sharp turn, like it's you know 15 percent grade, like you know, take it easy, slow down, come approaching the thing, um, to try to let them know because because I was aware that you went down, um, and some others had well as uh, as well. Uh, yeah, I may, if I'm with new riders, people that haven't done it, I usually make it just a point of saying, this is what you're looking at. Get into that small chain ring before you need it. Right. And, but that's one of the reasons, I mean, I guess if I wasn't in a group ride, I wouldn't have gotten hurt. But on the other hand, a lot of people looking after me afterwards, and right. that's right. pretty comforting. Right. Yeah. They weren't just like, yeah, whatever, he'll make it. He's like, it's got, it's slowing our time down. You know, uh, it's, it's some people to tried to talk me, tried to tell me, no, you need the, your ride's over, make a phone call. And I was just like, ah, give me a couple minutes. I remember one thing that just stood out is, I mean, I hit my elbow really hard. And I remember I'm laying on the ground mm-hmm. in a travel lane and I'm bending my elbow back and forth, being really pleased that it was actually moving. <laughs> and then I hear some, and I'm on the ground. Yeah. And then I hear somebody yelling, stop, you know, stop the traffic. And then I had this moment, oh, I'm laying in the middle of a street. Oh. <laughs> and I decided, I was, so I jumped up. Yeah. And that's when I probably realized I had a concussion because mm-hmm. getting to the side of the road, I was a pretty wobbly thing. Really? Um, and, but yeah, I still, re- I, I mean, I vividly remember hearing somebody yelling, stop the traffic. Yeah. And then I was <laughs> laying in the middle of the street. Probably not a good spot to hang out for so long. Okay. Uh, let's avoid the accidents, um, you know, if at all possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Um, a different line of uh, discussion here. So, um, who taught you how to ride a bike? That's a good question. Because you didn't, you know, you didn't come out the way. I can tell you, I remember getting my first bicycle. It was mm-hmm. a birthday present. It was mm-hmm. purchased from AG's. And I knew I was getting a bicycle. I can't remember if I... I helped pick it out, but I, I knew that was my present. Mm-hmm. And I got up super early, ran downstairs, and it was in the kitchen mm-hmm. with a bow on it or so, you know, a ribbon or something. And I think I woke my parents up. I'm a June birthday, so it it's pretty light out even at yeah. like five in the morning. It they went to, we had a cul-de-sac mm-hmm. where we were living and I think both of them were probably out there helping me mm-hmm. and doing the chasing behind me. But back then, that was—that's what kids did. You got home from school and you went out. You hopped on your bike and yeah. you went and find some boys to play with. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. I'd get home from school, mm-hmm. eat a snack, and basically be told, "Get out. <laughs> go go find some boys to play with." Was what my mother would say, and we'd get on our bikes and. It was a different culture back then. We used to build ramps, use bricks and like a piece of plywood yeah, and no helmet. And we'd just go as fast as we could and we'd jump and 
didn't know about concussions as well as they did. <laughs> now we're wearing helmets, and now if, you know you'd call social services if you saw like <laughs> if you saw like parents letting their kids do that. Um, uh, so speaking of seeing the people, I guess out riding, like when you're when you're out somewhere, home or, or elsewhere, and um, you see somebody else out riding, yeah, right? you're you're doing yard work or whatever. Do you feel anything when you see another group of cyclists pass by? Uh, just like, no, nah, I've done enough riding. I don't, I don't feel like. How, what's the sensation? If anything, I don't. It makes me happy. I mean, I just love seeing people on their bikes. Yeah. I mean, I when I'm in the car, I like passing them slowly and safely <laughs> and waving to them. Right. Uh, does it make me jealous that they're on their bike and I'm not? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, but in general, I'm just the more people I ride on their bikes, the better. Okay. That's my attitude towards it. I, I'm about at the same place. I've, I've had a couple times where, you know, I was doing something else and like, a, you know, a group was in church and a group was really yeah. like, oh, I know it's a Carytown group. Oh, yeah. man. Now I got to keep doing this thing, you know? Yeah, but I'll tell you, and I do feel a little guilty about this. Like, if there's something going on in my world that I can't go out and do like a big ride and my friends are out doing a big ride. Mm-hmm. Part of me hopes it'll rain, so I don't. <laughs> because I just don't. Like if I gotta go to do some family activity, yeah. you know, you know the sort of the obligation yeah. category, and it's like if I can't ride, nobody should get to ride, and that's very horrible to think about it that way. But I don't like being left out. I can I can understand that sentiment. It's not great, but I can <laughs> I can understand that sentiment. Like no one should be able to enjoy themselves. Um, okay, so you've been riding. You've you've got six years or so, six, something six, like seven that years, uh, under your belt. Um, when you first got the road bike, right? What's something you're aware of now, right? That you would have like wanted to go back and tell yourself that first couple months, like you should you should start doing this now, like this you should learn this thing. Uh, I don't know if this is where you're going at, but uh, wherever this might be in the category of sometimes it's better to be lucky than smart. Okay. Like I did not, I, my first road bike, which is a very nice one, mm-hmm. it would have been ridiculous to buy new. I bought it used. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea about the amount of basically knockoffs that are, you know, you got to be careful buying used bikes. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea, so I didn't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, I sense know that I, what I bought was legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I would have done that if I had known what I know now. Um, oh, okay. That, yeah. Um, For fear that that you you might have been actually in person to knock off from someone. Yeah, I'd be a little bit afraid of that. I guess in terms of things that I wish I had done, definitely getting the bike fit earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. get. I, I figured I could watch some YouTube videos and read up on how to adjust the bike and it's fine for short distances but if you're going to do long distance riding you really need the bike to fit your body well yeah yeah uh, a good saddle um you know finding a saddle that works i've, right. I've had people ask me about them you know what's a good saddle to use it depends on your ass um, yeah you know that's frankly what it is uh <laughs> that, that's exactly right and yeah. what's also weird is you can have something that'll work just fine for you for years, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it just isn't right. Yeah, um, yeah, I can I can see that because um, I've used four different saddles yeah. on the 
on the Canyon bike. I had the, the factory one on the Giant one. It worked great. Um, but the, the Canyon I've got, I've tried four different saddles or the factory um, and then four other saddles. I'm on the fourth saddle, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be shopping for another saddle because the the backside hasn't been liking cycling as much as the rest of me. Um, odd question: Did you start off using chamois cream? No, really, I did not, and I didn't need it either. Really, I, at well, some I point can't. I started putting it on for really long rides, just thinking I should. Yeah, and I really didn't have issues with that stuff. Okay. Um, now, yeah. if I'm doing a short ride, I'm not necessarily, no. you know, my Thursday night ride is usually 25 to 30 miles okay. and I don't necessarily worry about it for that. Yeah. But anything longer? Oh, you bet. Okay. You bet. You, you don't, that's just a necessity. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't ride down the, well, no, I probably ran down the street without that, <laughs> but, um, also, I've, I've learned that once chamois cream comes on, I am doing a bike ride. Like once, yeah. <laughs> once I've had to put that on, I've got a shower after. It's like, I am doing a bike yeah, ride. Yeah, you can't spend the whole day with a greasy butt oh, unless you, God, you, you yeah. just got to go out and ride. You know, um, and um, we'll say last and potentially not least. Um, well, no, not last and not least. Uh, two things. Um, you've done many events. You've yeah. done many events. Uh, mm-hmm. uh what was your uh, most memorable event, and what was one that was potentially could be the same? You really didn't enjoy, uh, but you would go back and do it again. Let's say most memorable. Yeah, memorable and enjoyable. Well, I'll tell one. One that stood out was mm-hmm. doing the Heart of Virginia, which is Rabba's. I, you know, shameless plug, I guess. Um, it's fine. You do that. But I did. I did the. Tra- I had him down a century ride. Yeah. I don't. I think the farthest I had ridden, maybe I had done a seventy-five mile ride. But um, I did a training. Pro- no, I don't think I had done this. Well, I don't remember. But in any event, I did the training program. They'd be able to get up to do a hundred miles. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I got ninety. And I'm looking at the Garmin. And, and I was with this other group worth, we had three of us. We were century virgins, I guess. Mm-hmm. And when it hit like 99.9, I started calling out like every hundredth of a mile, <laughs> 91, 92. And it was such a high, like yeah. crossing that hundred miles. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was in heaven. I had joked because it was the route itself was 102. That when I hit 100, I'm stopping and calling somebody <laughs> to pick me up. But I was just on a high. I think I picked up the pace for the last two miles. Yeah, that was a blast. Uh, and so that was really meaningful to me. Well, um, I've been. I guess I'd have to think of between the waters, which turned into <laughs> through the waters. <laughs> So this is a a great ride. I would do it. I would absolutely do it again. Yeah, uh, it's flat as a pancake because it's mm-hmm. out on the eastern shore. And I remember, it's we're going first fifty miles. We're going fast. We're feeling great, and mm-hmm. then realized why we were going so fast. We had this huge tailwind. Right, and then we turned. And had a huge headwind, mm-hmm. and then they send us out to this on this peninsula oh, where yeah. the water. I mean, it was a, 
It was crazy. The road, like half the road would be in wet. There was no traffic, so you just rode in whatever lane was dry. And then the way back, Did you the tide the came in. Did you, were you part of the group that went to go No, to I thought they were crazy. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, there was a group that was obsessed with getting crab cakes. Yeah. Uh, at this point, the temperature's dropping. It's like mm-hmm. cold. It is wet. It's insanely windy. And we're trying to warm up at this fire station, which was the rest stop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, I went inside under the false claim we could. We had one person with us who mm-hmm. was a type 1 diabetic, and she needed her insulin pump to warm up. And I was like, I think I need to stay with her for her sake. I just wanted to warm up. <laughs> and then at some point, one of the volunteers said, you guys know that tide is coming in fast. You better get going. And man, we were biking through so much water. I mean, it had to be eight inches deep, but we made it. And I would do that ride again, even though my bike needed some repairs because Mm -hmm. the bearings on the front wheel rusted up. And But you do that one again. Well, you've probably been back and done it again. I've done it twice. I've done it twice. I did it uh, 2017. It was my first entry. I ride. think that was when I did it with you. No, we did... Um, my my first year I did it in 2017. I did it with um, Lucille, John, and Miriam. Okay. Um, we, we did that. And then 2018... Is that that's probably when I did it with yeah, you. Yeah, that's, that's when we went. 2019... I don't think... I think I've only done it twice. Yeah, I've only done it once. Um, but I would, I'd absolutely do it again. You're not so sure. I mean, I got the email last week or something like that. Like they're opening up the registration. They're only doing 500 as opposed to a thousand registrants this year. Um, but it is it's an it's it's an easy ride in regards to terrain. Oh yeah. But it's such a gamble being late in October between what? is it going to be windy or is it going to be raining or is it you know because it's so yeah, yeah. flat the puddle just puddles up. Um, I don't know. If I feel enough people are going, maybe I could be convinced to go for the adventure of it. To well, crap shoot where there's going to be good weather. Well, the next day, the weather was perfect. You know, like, <laughs> I can't remember. Did you did you stay and ride with us? No, I went back. I went back the next day. And I do recall y'all, you, you all uh, we, And we had a blast. We got a late checkout from our VRBO. And I think we biked like 50-some. It was perfect. 50-some miles. It was like perfectly sunny. Yeah. Not a cloud in the sky, comfortable temperature, mm-hmm. low wind, and Not we just had an absolute blast. Nice. I, I do recall you all stayed in, in road, um, but I think I left that morning. Yeah. I know we were ready right. to, get to, to get back after. Um, now I'll say last, at least. Um, <laughs> I mean, at least, but at least last. Um, <laughs> so um, if you're meeting someone else, right, and they say they're interested in getting into riding, right? Yeah. Um, to road bike ride, so let's be specific here. Um, like what? What would you? What would be your ride advice? Like, what would you try to tell this new person? Like, I'd like to get into road biking. Like, what would you? What would you tell this new person? Yeah, I'd probably tell them find some people to ride with. Okay. You know, bring in the social side of it. You'll get some good mentorship. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm president of Rava, so I'd say join us. <laughs> come yeah. ride. Come ride with us. Good, good but would really got even before I joined Rav, I had some basically some mentors, and we made it a social thing. Uh, it really helps you if you don't worry about getting back. If you got somebody else who's there, is going to show you the way. Yeah, you know, show you the way. Keep you, yeah, you know, mentally, just kind of keep your mind off of the off of the pedaling. Yeah, 
yeah. and all, and so I at least for me, mm-hmm. uh, it's far more important than what equipment. I would not get upset obsessed over. Yeah, getting the fanciest and the lightest. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, people spend thousands of dollars to knock a few ounces off the bike when they could knock about 40 pounds off what's sitting on the bike seat. It's true, yeah. And, and a whole lot more bang for the buck. But make it fun. I mean, right. that's just, to me, You got it's got to be fun because it do, it's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And be, yeah. do so. it with nice people and don't, and don't do it with people that are too full of themselves. You know, we're out there to have a good time and not to brag or think, I got a better bike than you or who cares. Mm-hmm. It's just get out there and have a good time. Okay. All right. Uh, that is sound advice. Uh, let me pass on to some of the new riders that I happen to see in places. Um, but uh, I think that's it, Josh. Uh, I, I appreciate you being a, a guinea pig uh, for the first time. And that's it.